0: morning this is marshall davis it is advent on the christian calendar so i thought i would pause from my exploration of the gospel of john and talk about christmas for one episode maybe more i'm entitling this a non-dual christmas those of you who are christians or who come from christian backgrounds likely celebrate Christmas, even if you don't, it's hard to avoid Christmas in the United States. Christmas is not the most important holiday on the Christian calendar. That honor goes to Easter. It's not even my favorite holiday. That is the baptism of the Lord also called Theophany, is celebrated in January. That minor holiday, which celebrates Jesus' spiritual awakening, is unfortunately mostly overlooked in the church. But Christmas, on the other hand, is a big deal, both in the church and in the culture. So I thought I would interpret it as a proclamation of non-duality. There's a lot in the Christmas story that speaks of non-duality. Today I'm going to briefly deal with three aspects of the story. The virgin birth, the visit of the Magi, the wise men to the Christ child, and the doctrine of the Incarnation. Each of those could command a whole episode. First the virgin birth. Even though most Christians take this supernatural conception literally, it should be obvious that this is symbolism. It is about spiritual birth, not physical birth. It is saying that Mary was spiritually awakened. The eternal Christ was born in her spiritually. She came to know that God was in her. God was incarnated in and through her life. Now I'm not saying that a young woman named Mary was not pregnant and did not give birth to a baby boy named Jesus. That historically happened. But the miraculous conception is not really about Jesus. It is about something that happened in Mary spiritually. Like Jesus said to Nicodemus flesh gives birth to flesh spirit gives birth to spirit do not be amazed that I said to you you must be born again he goes on and says the wind blows wherever it pleases you hear its sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going so it is with everyone born of the Spirit Mary was born of the Spirit a divine birth happened in her life. The virgin birth is about spiritual birth. Born of the Spirit, which is one of Jesus' terms for spiritual awakening. So you could say that Jesus' mom was enlightened. Imagine what it would be like to have a mother like that. It's no accident that her son grew up to be a proclaimer of this spiritual reality. That is why it is proper in Christianity to celebrate Mary. I know that most of my Baptist brothers and sisters bristle when too much attention is given to Mary. But I celebrate her as the non-dual forerunner of Jesus. Anyway, that's enough about the virgin birth. Second is the Epiphany known as the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. We know it as the story of the wise men, of the Magi, journeying from the East to Bethlehem to visit the Christ child. There are a number of non-dual truths here. First is the fact that Christ was honored by holy men from the East. The Magi were Zoroastrian priests from Persia who followed the prophet Zoroaster, also called Zarathustra. Islam considered Zoroaster as a true prophet and a forerunner of the prophet Muhammad. The fact that here we have Iranians pictured as worshipping and honoring a Jewish messiah who is the savior of gentiles points to the unity of all religions. Their journey from the East represents the spiritual search of humankind. People of all faiths are on the same journey. Sometimes religions are pictured as different paths up the same mountain. I prefer the metaphor of the Star of Bethlehem. Different religions are all following the same star in the sky. It may be in different lands and different centuries, but the same timeless star. As the proverb says, the moon reflected in a pail of water in different lands is the same moon. The journey may bring people to different earthly teachers, born at different times in different cultures, with different expressions of eternal truth but in essence, it is the same spiritual truth. This is the perennial philosophy known as non-duality. The star of Bethlehem points to the heavenly origin of the one eternal logos. Like stars transcend the world, so does the eternal Christ transcend lands and races In spiritual traditions. When we follow the lead of the Magi, we are willing to honor the embodiment of truth in spiritual traditions other than our own. On the other hand, in the story King Herod represents the powers of darkness that sees such spiritual teachers as threats and oppose them whenever they are found. Yet the forces of darkness cannot defeat truth. As the prologue of John says, light shines in the darkness and darkness has not been able to overcome it. The gifts of the Magi represent the worldly resources we use in service of spiritual truth. Some see the three gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh as representing the three aspects of the human being, body, mind, and spirit, or the three faculties of the human soul, intellect, emotion, and volition. Some say they represent Sat being consciousness bliss. Traditionally, though, Christian preachers interpret these gifts as gifts fit for a king, for a priest, and one who's going to die. We can interpret it these symbolically in a variety of ways. But in any case, these wise men bow down and worship and present their gifts to the Christ, even though he is not of their race or kingdom or religion. Religions today would be much better off if we could do the same thing. If we could acknowledge the spiritual validity of other religions, rather than seeing them as threats or rivals or even enemies. Imagine how wonderful Christmas would be if that truth were proclaimed from Christian pulpits this land on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Let's move on to the doctrine of the Incarnation. This is the theological heart of the holiday. Christmas is not just about remembering the birth of a baby who grew up to be a great spiritual teacher. It is about incarnation. It is about the embodying of divinity in a human being. As the prologue of John puts it, the word, the eternal logos, I am, became flesh and dwelt among us, literally dwelt in us, full of grace and truth. The word dwelt, here, means literally to pitch one's tent. It is the word used for tabernacle in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, which is a translation that's quoted throughout the New Testament. This is John's way of connecting the Christmas story to the Hebrew story of God dwelling in the tabernacle during the 40 years of the wilderness wandering. God dwelled in Jesus the way that God dwelled among his people in the tabernacle and in the temple. Jesus uses this imagery when teaching in the temple and when he refers to his body as the temple of God. The Apostle Paul picks up on this and refers to our bodies as temples of God. In using the word tabernacle, John may also be hinting that Jesus was born during the Feast of Tabernacles, which happened in fall, not in winter, which would certainly change our way of thinking about Christmas. That was a time of year when shepherds actually did go outside and keep watch over their flocks by night, not in the bleak midwinter when it was too cold to do that. Christmas is more than the idea that God was incarnated in one baby born in Bethlehem. John says in his Christmas poem, which is a John chapter 1, the prologue, he says the Word became flesh and dwelt in us. God is incarnated in us. Colossians speaks of Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Apostle Paul speaks of the Christ who lives in me. Paul says, Do you not know that you are temples of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you? Christmas is not just about God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It is about God in us reconciling us to himself. It is about our union with God. God was in Christ and dwelt on earth to show us that God is in us. Jesus taught, the Kingdom of God is within you. That means that not only is the Christ child special, but every child is special. Every baby is the Christ child. I once read about a Jewish custom centuries before the birth of Jesus. At the birth of every child, the mother would say, Perhaps this is the Messiah. Well, it's true. Every child is the Messiah. That is why people love Christmas so much more than Easter. People know intuitively that Christ comes in every child that is born. Christ comes in our birth and is recognized in our rebirth when we become like little children to enter the Kingdom of God. The virgin birth, the wise men, and the Incarnation all proclaim the non-dual reality at the heart of Christmas. So celebrate Christmas in this spirit. Merry Christmas, in grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog Spiritual Reflections can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of the Tao of Christ.